I would say if there's anything needed in our day, it's certainly revival. And we do need it. Our nation needs it. Our churches need it. Amen. All right. Get your Bible and stand, please, if you would, this morning. And um, I want you in just a moment uh, to turn with me in the Word of God. Um, I still feel like in my heart uh, that we are asking the Lord to send revival. Uh, I don't feel like in my heart that we have uh, experienced that as of yet. And uh, I'm still asking the Lord to do it. And I'm getting the men to pray that God would do it. I'm believing that God is able. And don't you believe He's able? And I do that. John chapter 4. This will be a launching place for me this morning from the Word of God. John chapter number 4. One of the more familiar passages uh, of the Word of God. Uh, You fellows on the platform can go have a seat with your family uh, today. Go down and sit. Brother James, since you've got a family there now. You can go down and sit with her. John chapter number 4 and uh, verse number 1 in the Word of God. John 4, verse number 1. The Bible says in Jesus, being full of the... I'm sorry, John chapter 1, not Luke chapter 1, Chris. That was good. Well, you thought I was reading in a different Bible. Now, John 4, verse 1. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. The Bible says in verse 4, And he must needs go through Samaria. Then come up he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Verse number 6, this first part of the phrase, Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. I want to preach this morning on a thought that the Lord's had on my heart for a couple weeks, and this week God finally gave me the words that I needed for it. And I want to preach this morning on this thought, encounters by the whale. Encounters by the whale. Have you ever thought in the Bible how many times there were encounters by a whale throughout the Word of God? From the book of Genesis and the encounters there, all the way through our New Testament, there were many times where there were encounters by the whale. With the help of God today, I want to talk about those encounters, the significance of those encounters, why we all need a whale in our life, and why it's so important that we get to that whale. Let's bow together and pray. Father, I pray, Lord, your blessings will be upon the Word of God this morning. Lord, I pray you touch us and help us today. God, I pray you give us liberty as we worship you Lord, I pray that the Word of God would penetrate our heart and give us what we need today. For we ask all these things in Christ's name and all God's people said, you can be seated. This morning, I want to look just a few moments at the whales that you find in the Word of God. And I want to say this morning that there is no way 
that I could exhaust all the material that is necessary to preach about the whales in the Bible. I want to share with you a few things about whales in the Word of God. I want you to see, first of all, that many times whales were for refreshment. If you find in the Word of God, you'll find in John 4, the Bible says in verse 6, Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey. Do you know why Jesus was at the well? Jesus was at the well because he needed some refreshment. He needed some refreshment in his life. And let me just say this today. I'm glad that I can go to God's house. I'm glad I can come to church. I can get in the Bible. I can in the prayer room. I can get around the things of God and I can get refreshment in my life. I'm praying today if you walked in this building and you're weary from the journey then God will give you refreshment today here in the house of God. Uh, sometimes whales in the Bible were not only used as refreshment, but also whales showed regeneration. If you look in the Bible in our same text, in John 4, look down at verse 14. Jesus said, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up to everlasting life. I I'm glad one day that I had a drink from the whale of God's salvation. I'm glad one day that I went to that whale of regeneration. I want to say this this morning. God opened up a whale in my life. God opened up a gusher, if I may say, in my life. And I've been regenerated. And sometimes, even though I'm regenerated, I'm glad I can get refreshment from the whale at the house of God. Then thirdly, we can refer to a well in the area of revival. In the area of revival. Sometimes we need to just go back to the well. Sometimes we just need to get a fresh drink. Sometimes we need to get back to where God uh, uh, took us to start with and get a fresh drink from the well of God and a fresh drink from the things of God. And let me just say this. I promise you, uh, God in the Bible has told us uh, that we need to get back often to the well uh, and we need to get a drink from the well and we need to enjoy the blessings of God from the well. Amen. So I will say this today. If you walked in this auditorium and you need refreshment, you just need God to do something for you. Well, let me give you an idea. Turn your cup up. Ask God to fill that cup. Ask God to give you that refreshment. Ask God to help you today. Uh, it may be you're here today and you need revival. My Lord, that'd be all of us, would it not? Uh, we need to be stirred in our heart and revived in our heart. Or it may be today you're here and you need regeneration. It may be that you're here today and you need to be saved. I never take for granted that everyone's saved. Friend, I want you to understand whatever you need to get to the well for, I'm glad God has a bountiful supply at the well. Amen. Now, I want to think about some whales in the Bible and what happened at that particular whale. Take your Bible, if you would, and go to Genesis chapter 24 with me real quickly. I don't think that'll be too hard to turn to since it's the first book of the Bible. We don't spend a lot of time turning there. But Genesis chapter number 24. 
I remember this well early in the Word of God. The Bible says, Behold, I stand, verse 43 of chapter 24, Behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water, and I say to her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water of thy pitcher to drink. And she say to me, Both drink thou, and I will also draw for thy camels. Let the space be to the woman whom the Lord have appointed uh, or saying be to the one who have appointed out my master's son and before I had done speaking in mine heart behold Rebecca came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder and she went down into the well and drew water and I said unto her let me drink I pray thee chapter 24 verse 51 behold Rebecca is before thee take her and go let her be thy master's son's wife as the Lord have spoken the first time I see this well in the word of God or this particular well that I want to deal with I want to say that you can find a bride by the well. Amen. You can find a bride by the well. Isn't it interesting that when God, when God sent this servant, he sent this servant to a well. And he said, I want you to go there and water the camels. And you know the story how Rebecca will come and how that's a great picture of the grace of God. I want to say this. You can find a bride by the well. Matter of fact, most of us got in because one day we went to the well. One day we went to the church. One day we went to the place where God was. And thank God we came. And that heavenly servant, the Holy Ghost of God, spoke to our heart and dealt with our heart. And we got saved by the grace of God. Then we got on that camel of grace. And we went across this desert. And one day we'll light off that camel of grace when we see our Lord. Lord, and it'll be the rapture and we'll be with him. Friend, I'm glad that in the word of God, you can find a bride by the well. Let me say this. I believe in my heart, every church ought to be a well of God's grace. Ought to be a well that sinners can come to and sinners can be saved. Ought to be a well where people can come and draw from. I remember when I got a drink from that well. How many of you remember that? Boy, I remember years ago I, when I was working for my uncle back when I was a teenager and I used to pull tobacco. And where I'm from, it used to be called Bacca. We'd pull Bacca. But I remember years ago, we'd pull tobacco and come out of the field uh, pulling tobacco. And my uncle had this old farmhouse. And right in front of the farmhouse was one of them old wells with a rope and a bucket. And I'll never forget, he dropped that bucket uh, down in that well uh, and we rolled that bucket back up. And they had one little dipper we everybody drank out of. My grandma was snuffing her mouth, drank out of it. I drank out of it. All of us working in the tobacco field drank out of it. I'm just amazed that before all this technology, none of us died, but we didn't. Amen? And we'd all drink. But I'd never forget, I'd be so dry and I'd be so parched out there. I'd been out in the morning early. And man, I'm so glad, thank God, I don't have to pull tobacco anymore. I'm so glad I can preach against it now. Amen? But I'm telling you, I want you to know this. They drop that old bucket down in the well, and when he come out, it'd go way down, way down. Boy, that cold water was at. And he'd come out, and we'd all be standing in line, waiting on to get a dip of that good cold water out of the well. Boy, I got to thinking one day, wouldn't it be great 
If we had that well right here at Calvary, and people that are, are needing a good drink from the well and people that are needing a good drink uh, of water could come into this church and come into the house of God and that bucket would drop down. You know what I pray? I pray God to let that bucket get real deep uh, and I pray God to give us a dipper uh, and I pray God we'd get a good drink. And by the way, if you've ever had a good drink from God's well, you'll never be the same. From this world you might thirst again, but from from his well, you will never thirst again. How many of you remember when you got a drink from God's well? Hallelujah, boy, I like it. It'll do better for you than iced tea. It'll do better for you than Lipton, any of that stuff, right? It'll do better for you. Why? Because I'm telling you this, if you ever get dipped down in that well, in that water, you'll never get over it. You know what I found out? It quenched my thirst. Praise God, it helped me. It gave me something. It gave me something to be satisfied with. So I want to say, for one of the places you find the well of the Bible is you find the, the well where there is the bride. Find a bride by the well. Second of all, I want you to see this. In John chapter 4, 16 through 18, this is our text verse that we left out of in John. Not only do you find uh, the bride by the well, but you also find the broken by the well. I want to say this to you, friend, and I'm convinced of this. And I want you to listen to me today. There's one thing why I cannot stand church that doesn't have spirit, that doesn't have power, that people act like they're putting in their time. I'll be totally honest with you. I'd rather go and preach every week of my life than to preach to a bunch of people that have no desire, that have no burden, that don't want to do anything. And we certainly are not that way here, and I'm glad of that. But I'm telling you, sometimes I go preach, and then nobody want to get to the well. Then nobody wants to drink of the water. There's nobody even caring about that. But can I say something to you? Every Sunday we come in this building, somebody walks in here broken. Every time we come in here, it might be one of our own members. It might be somebody coming visiting. It might be somebody coming in here by happen chance, whatever it is. But I'm telling you, many times they come in the house of God and they come in the house of God broken and they're needing something. Jesus encountered a woman just like that in the Bible. She was broken. She come to the water to draw a whale and immediately she sees a Jew sitting by the whale. Sees a Jew. I know that because she made reference to him. She made reference to him that he was a Jew. And I want you to watch this. She was broken when she came. How do I know she was broken? Because by that well, Jesus asked water of her. And, and uh, she couldn't understand why a Jew would ask water of a Samaritan. But then Jesus began to tell her some things about herself. And he even said, Either you don't even know what water I'm talking about. And I paraphrase. But I want you to get a hold of this. The Bible says Jesus then began to deal with her brokenness. You know how I know that? Watch this. She began to talk about her father's worshipped over there and all this. Tried to get off subject. But here's what Jesus did. Jesus got her back on subject. And here's what he did. He said, you have five husbands. You've had five husbands. And the one you're with now is not your husband. Can I give you the modern terminology? She's shacking up. Broken. Broken. And can I tell you this? This world that you and I live in they may look like they're happy and satisfied. 
They may look like there's nothing wrong. But can I tell you this? There are people that, listen, I deal with it every day. In every meeting I go into, I have parents, I have young people, I have children, I have people that email me. If you could see one day in my life sometime of things I get of people that are so broken and their lives are so messed up and their marriages are tanked and their kids are rebellious. Last night I was preaching and a little family came to the altar and they were weeping profusely. I mean, you could see the brokenness and they just had a teenager that had walked out and walked away and went out into the world at 19 years old and left their family and went away from God and they came and guess what? If they came to that service that night and there was no power and there was no well and there was no help, they would have left the same way. Friend, we gotta have a church where it's a deep well, where the water flows, where the broken can get some help. Amen. I encounter broken people all my life. I'm talking about broken, broken, broken. You see, there we, go. we got to be a well right here on the side of the road for broken people. People whose lives are going the wrong direction. People who need some help from God. You find the broken by the well. Thirdly, I want you to see this this morning. Thank you, Lord, for helping me. Watch this now. You find the battle by the well. Go back to Genesis real quick. We've got time to turn there real quick this morning. I don't usually get you to bounce around a lot, but we've got time. Genesis chapter 26, please. Verse number 20. Genesis 26 and verse number 20. The Bible says, And the herdman of God did strive with Isaac's herdman, saying, The water is ours. He called the name of the well Isaac because they strove with him. Genesis 26, 15. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. Now I want you to watch. We started off by finding the bride at the well. We moved on by finding the broken at the well. But for just a moment, I want to preach to all of you that are saved. And I want to say to you today, you'll find a battle at the well. You'll find a battle at the well. Can I tell you something? Are y'all listening to me this morning? Did all y'all get in the bed early enough last night? Are y'all listening to me? I want you to listen to something. When you walk in this door and get close to this church and get in your car, the battle begins. Now I'm preaching right. When you get up on Sunday morning, them youngins will do everything they can to agitate you. You get up and everything in the world, I'm telling you, the devil immediately. Let me tell you why the devil fights us. Because he knows when you get up on Sunday morning that you're going over there to the well. And he knows if you get over there to the well and you get a good drink at the well, uh, uh, you might just go back home uh, and tell somebody about Jesus uh, or be excited about God or get your joy back. So you know what the devil will do? He'll try to stop up your well. He'll try to stop your well up before you ever get here. He'll try to stop up your well with dirt. That's what the Philistines did. You look out in the Bible. 
They just fill the well up with dirt. No better way to stop the well than fill it up with dirt. Right? Stop the well up with dirt. You got to get the dirt out. Got to get the stuff out that's keeping you back. But not only that, he'll, listen, the devil will try to stop up your well with distractions in your life. Amen? I mean, you walk in God's house. Sometimes I'm amazed that people get anything out of church. From my perspective up here, sometimes preaching. I'm preaching, I'm looking, and there are people looking around and looking at other people and counting how many flowers we got and how many of them little things around the wall. Some people probably want to balance their checkbook or some maybe I want to do whatever else. Friend, I don't know about you, but when I come to God's house, honey, I need a drink from another world. I need God to do something. I need God to move. And I don't want the devil to rob me of getting a good drink from God. Amen. I want you to understand there's a battle at the well, friend. Matter of fact, when Isaac goes back to dig those wells, and by the way, he's digging those wells of his daddy. Hallelujah. I'm talking about heritage. Digging those wells of his daddy. The Philistines had stopped them wells. Isaac said, we've got to get the dirt out of them. Because there are people going to come by here as thirsty. And can I tell you this? Can I, can I say this? We can have all the programs. And I appreciate Brother Crabtree. And I appreciate Brother Kimmer and Brother Woolage and everybody here uh, that sets up these things and tries to get everybody involved in serving God and doing things. And, and I appreciate your faithfulness on Sunday nights and Wednesdays. And, uh, and thank God for a faithful church. And I appreciate all of that. But if there's one thing I could ask of every single one of us is that you would walk in God's house thirsty. If you just come to church and say, boy, i got to have a drink from another world. I don't know what you deal with during the week. <coughs> I don't know what you face during the week. But I know this. I know this. There ain't but one well where you can get that satisfaction. Amen. We want these little camping trips to be a well. We want these girls to go to these youth meetings to be a well. We want you when you come to Sunday school or you come to morning church service for it to be a well. We want you when you're serving God for it to be a well. We want you to get a drink from that well. Refreshment. And if you're broken, we want you to get help. We want you to know there is a well to draw from. And the devil loved to stop up that well. I've had this on my mind several weeks. And I, I'm amazed. And I don't know how many churches in my life I have been to but I have in my mind thinking about this sometimes. How many places do you actually go where if you needed a good drink from heaven, you could get it? <coughs> Between formalism, deadness, strife. See, Isaac couldn't even, he couldn't even work in this well here because of all the strife. Go back and get them other wells open back up. But I want you to watch this. When people walk through those double doors and come into this place, and that includes you. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know how you and your wife are getting along. I don't know what it's like financially in your home or what you've dealt with this week. I don't know in your life where you're at and what's going on with you, but you know what? I want to make sure that you have an atmosphere and a place where you can drop your bucket in the well and you can get a good drink. And by the way, 
There ain't but one dipper around here, and there it is. <clears throat> Amen. What some of us need is we need to get a good old dip in there and just get some water from the well. Amen. What I want to do as a man of God, I want to take that dipper and I want to walk out to the church members and I want to just dip that water right there and say, here's a good little drink. Here's a good little drink. Here's a good little drink. And I want people to leave. So you know what? I've been to church today and I've been refreshed. Instead of I've been to church today and boy, I've been bored to death. I've been to church today and I fell asleep three times. Right? I wonder if anybody walked in this building today needing a good drink from another world. Amen. I wonder if anybody came in here today and said, you know what? I need something from the Lord today. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, I don't, always, I don't always walk in here where I'm hallelujah and I, I am today and I have been for a few days, but you know, next week something may come around and, and the devil come by with a shovel and try to throw some dirt in my well. He'll do it. He'll do it. He's got a bad bit somewhere he has got a shovel full. Amen. But I want to tell you this, I want to tell you this, while I'm getting a good drink, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. Thank God for a good drink from another country, a good drink from the well. So I want to say this today, God's got, God found a bride at the well. Rebecca's a picture of the church and the Word of God. Isaac was a picture of Christ. You know that, right? The servant was a picture of the Holy Ghost. They go across the desert on the camel, which was a picture of grace. Cam was the only animal Rebecca could have rode on that could stand the sandstorms. Because that eye, that eyes on the camel have that film that comes over their eyes when they go through the storm and the wind and the sand. That camel can keep on. Even Rebecca couldn't see where she was going. The camel always knew where he was yep. going. Amen. Get that on your way home and say, whoop, hallelujah. Say, preacher, what are you saying? Here's what I'm saying. Sometimes when your eyes are blinded, you have to close yours. You can't see where you're going. Thank God. I'm glad God always knows. And the grace of God will get us there. And he'll take us there. And that's a picture of the bride at the well. It's interesting that Isaac's bride was found at the well. Whales in the word of God, very important. Second of all, there's a woman broken at that well. I wonder how many people walk in Calvary Baptist Church broken. Can I say this to you? I would not want to go to a church that I go into and I couldn't get help when I was there. Does anybody agree? How many of you like going to church? How many of you come to church with purpose? Amen. Can I say this to you? Brother James, I don't want a choir to sing that I can't get a drink from. I don't want somebody to sing special music that I can't get. I don't want a Sunday school teacher to teach that I can't get a drink from. I don't want a preacher to preach. Listen, I, I, I get more burdened about this pulpit than I do any other pulpit. I'll be honest. I'm glad God lets me preach and I thank God for that. And I'm looking forward to a month. I don't have to travel a whole lot. I'm excited about that. But I want you to understand, when you come here, I want you, Brother Heath, to get a drink from the well. Because if you get refreshed, oh, you're going to be a whole lot easier to pastor. If you get revived, you're going to be a whole lot easier to pass. You know what I mean? Because praise God, you're going to be ready to go out to hell with a water pistol. Right? It wouldn't be a shame to have a church of broken people walked in and they can't get a drink. Any of y'all ever been there in your life? You ever been broken and just, just really needed some help? And you went and boy, you sat there and you thought, man, life. I hate to think how many times, how many times 
Brother Kenny, you and Christian come here a minute. There's a baby. You got the baby side of you, don't you? Grandma over there. Okay. Come here just a minute. Come here just a minute. I want y'all to have a seat. One, two, third and fourth chair right there. If y'all would, just a minute. Hold my Bible. Don't nobody get it. Sammy, sit there on the seat a minute. Let me borrow your sister. Brother James, you and Christian come here a minute. So get about halfway back of that aisle. Like you're walking in church visiting. Get about halfway like walking in church visiting. Why don't you listen to me just a minute? Just stand right there. Let me see. Come here just a minute, Alex. Hurry up. I want you to sit right here. Just a minute. Right there. Marquis, come here. I want you to stand all the way back, the last two seats, like you're walking in church. Stand back there and just stand there a minute. I want you to listen to me and I'll be done. I'm talking about a whale. I'm talking about a whale. I'm going to tell you why it's important for you to get a drink from another world, to have a touch of God on your life, to be refreshed and revived and regenerated. I'm going to tell you why it's important. One Sunday morning, Brother Kenny and Miss Christy, in their church like they always are, faithfully on Sunday morning, they've been revived. They've asked God to help them. They've asked God to touch them. They're enjoying the journey. They're enjoying serving God. There walks a young couple in. What nobody else knows that morning is that that young man has already looked at his wife and has told his wife that I'm probably going to be leaving you and the children. I don't love you anymore. This is just not for me anymore. I'm tired of this. And as far as I'm concerned, I think our marriage is over. She's broken. Her heart's tore up. Her life is getting ready to end as she knows it. They come walking in church and they happen to sit down right here. While they're sitting down right there, all of a sudden Brother Kenny and Miss Christie begin to worship God, begin to praise God. He notices that Brother Kenny puts his arm around his wife and he looks over and he begins to think, Man, what do they have that I don't? Why are they happy and I'm not? Why am I ready to throw it all in? And the whole time, Brother Kenny and Christian are thinking about how much Brother James Parquet gets up and leads a choir song. And Brother Kenny, all of a sudden, while that choir song's going on, begins to sing, Oh, how I love Jesus, as tears drip off his cheek. All of a sudden, he looks over at him and he thinks, Boy, I wish I had that. All of a sudden, she's thinking, man, what's going on? He's, he's paying attention. Just about that time in that service, Alex has been called to preach. Alex, who, whose life was such a mess and messed up, sat in one seat over son. Alex, who, who uh, just comes to church now and says, boy, I'm coming my cup turn. I want God to do something in my life. And he's shouting and praising God. A teenage boy comes walking in whose home life's destroyed whose family's broken. Have a seat there. He's even thought about suicide, taking his own life. He comes walking in that church. 
He sits down beside that teenage boy and that teenage boy is saying, Hallelujah and glory to God and amen and he's praising God. That boy looks over at him and he's thinking, what is it that he has that I don't have? Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, Brother Kenny, hold it just like that, can take that dipper, he can lean it up over here without this fellow ever even knowing it, and he can begin to dip a little bit of that cold water. Right? All of a sudden back here when that boy's about ready to throw in the towel and daddy's drunk again and daddy's messed up and life's ruined and he's sick and tired of being sick and tired. All of a sudden that teenage boy take that Bible right there can take that and put it up to his mouth and he never even knows it but he's just giving him some of that cold water. You know what scares me? What scares me is how many churches are enough well that when people come in them they can get a drink from another world. I don't know about you. I do my very best. I mean this. It just, it, it, it just burns in me to give you what God wants you to have. If I don't think I have a right message or if I'm struggling, it just eats at me. Because when you come to this church, I want you to get a good drink from another world. And I want you to leave refreshed, revived, and rejoicing. And if you're not saved, regenerated. Amen. I'm glad one day I sat under a preacher that every Sunday he'd take that dip and he'd say, you son, you thirsty son? Oh, there's times I didn't know I was... I knew I was empty. I knew I was broken. But every Sunday he'd pour that cold water. I wonder who you're going to run across this week. James, you and Miss Amy get a song. I wonder whose life you'd be surprised sometime. You ever heard somebody make a comment about that old person? He's just an old cold drink of water. Good old country term. Well, sometimes that's exactly what we need. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes that's exactly what we need. We just simply need somebody to be a good drink of water for us. I have people call me and say, Preacher, I don't mean to bother you. I'm like, I'm your pastor. You're not bothering me. I mean, if you were calling and complaining about Sally Sue, that would bother me. But I mean, when you call and say, Preacher, something happened at work day, my job or my family, or I just need somebody to pray, that's not bothering me. Because if I'm not water, if I'm not a well you can draw from, then I might as well not do what I'm doing. You'll be surprised, but can I say this? I want every one of you to flourish and be happy. I want every one of you to enjoy the journey. 
I want your marriages to be strong. I want your life to be strong. The other day, and I question how much I ought to say about stuff, but the other day, a young man that used to be the associate pastor of this church called me. He said, Preacher, I just need some help. These last few weeks, I've been able to help him some. I love him, man. He was so faithful to me. So faithful to me. All the years he was with me, never one time stabbed his preacher, turned his back on me. He was faithful. He called me the other day and he was hurting. He said, Preacher, I hope I ain't bothering you. I said, Son, you ain't bothering me. I want to be a whale. I'm your preacher. What about when your youngin calls you? They might be married now. Or your grandbaby calls you. Man, my life's messed up. Man, I've had some things going on. Are you going to be a whale? somebody can get a dream from a different world. I don't know about you, but every member of this church ought to pray for this congregation that this church would be a well of water for a thirsty, dry world. Teenager, every young person that will be coming to activities, that will be coming to this church, every teenager that walks in these doors off of buses and family with family. You have no clue who you might be talking to and no clue of where they may be in their life. Amen. Stand to your feet this morning. I'm not real sure how to give the invitation. But I do know, I do know this, I've felt this entire service of heaviness. And I don't mean a bad heaviness. But I believe if we're going to be what we ought to be, I believe we're going to have to be that well. While folks are coming, would you bow your heads with me just a moment? I wonder if there'd be somebody here today to say, Preacher, my life needs change. I can't keep going the way I'm going. Preacher, there's something missing in my life. Well, friend, I know what that is. That's Jesus. And you'd say today, Preacher, I'm not saved. I'm not saved. If I died today, Preacher, I don't know if I'd go to heaven. I'm not saved. Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up right now and just put it right back down? Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. If I died right now, I'm not sure I'm saved. Would you pray for me? I want to offer you a drink of water. I want to offer you a drink of living water. Preacher, I'm not sure I'm safe. I'd die right now. Would you pray for me? Just if your hand up, you put it right back down. I want to pray for you. Thank you for your honesty. You put it down. Anyone else this morning? Somebody walk in here and say, Preacher, spiritually I'm dry. I'm 
trying to do the right things, preacher. I'm trying to do the right things. I'm trying to do the right things. But spiritually, I'm dry. I just need a good drink from another world. Preacher, would you pray I'd get my cup turned up and God could put something in it? I'm just dry spiritually, preacher. I need some help. I need a good drink. Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up and you put it right back down? I just want to pray for you. Thank you so much. You can put it down. By many are praying on the altar. Brother James is going to sing a little bit of this song. I love the words of this old song, Brother James. You sing it for us. Like the woman at the well I was seeking For things that could not satisfy And then I heard my Savior speaking Draw from my well that never shall run dry Fill my cup, Lord I lift it up, Lord Come and quench this thirsting of my soul Bread of heaven Feed me till I want no more Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. I want to say this to all of you. You look up here, many are praying. We want folks spend all the time in the name of the Lord. I thank God that a lot of you guys are a good drink of water. I'm glad every Sunday I get to go get around folk. love Jesus love his word love his church you never know who might need what you never know who may need something and that could be your own pastor them words like praying for you preacher Thank you for preaching to us. Just the little things. Just a little drinks of water. Little drinks of water. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Miss Amy. Well, that finally got to where I prayed this morning God would let it get to. I really wanted this message to come from my heart. I preach and shout and holler and spit and scream, but sometimes it's a little quiet, deep water. You know what they say a lot of times? They say deep water runs quiet. Every now and then God settles you down. You be reminded how important you are to somebody in your walk with God. Somebody might need a drink. I believe the Lord's helped us. Just play softly there a little bit more, Miss Amy. I believe the Lord's helped us. Hallelujah.
need to let your life be a blessing. Jesus is coming for a bride that he poured his water in. You got a good drink one day. We got to have it. We got to have it. One who'll walk in here tonight. I got a missionary family that's going to be here with us tonight in the Philippines that I've known for years. They might need a good drink. I thought about it a few times, Brother Dalton and Miss Casey, they were out on deputation. Boy, it had been so hard. Brother Dalton came to me on a Sunday morning after church and he said, Preacher, I'm so glad we're here today. Just needed, and I, I, he didn't say these words, but I say it, just needed a drink. I hope you leave here today thinking, you know what? I'm refreshed. Amen. Next time, Brother Kenny, that couple sits beside of you. You know who they might be. May they glean something and get some help. Amen. Thank you, Miss Amy. I hope you enjoy the message. I did my best to prepare to preach to you. And sometimes I feel like I fall all over myself getting it out. But I appreciate the Lord helping us today. Looking forward to the night. Uh, I'm going to preach an interesting message tonight. I'm going to preach some message tonight on what kind of Baptist was John. I've done gotten a little tired of hearing people want to slam Baptists because all of them don't do right. Right? I mean, all wives don't do right, but we don't slam ours. Right? All husbands don't do right. We don't have to slam ours, do we baby? She ain't sure how to answer What kind of Baptist was John? By the way, I'm glad to be Baptist. I'm not going to hide that. I'm not going to take it off sign either. Amen. Well, come back and be with us tonight. No choir practice today. Enjoy your rest. Come in tonight. Teens will meet with me after church tonight for our youth choir. Brother James and I am excited about that. Got some good singing coming for tonight. We got a good group coming again. Uh, some folks come sing a little bit for us tonight too. The Tangu family. Uh, the young man plays the violin. His daddy plays piano. Him, his mom and him sing. They're from, they're from Philippines. And last time they brought some little goodies to me. And I was in a meeting somewhere. And I, mean, I didn't know that the Philippines had some good food like they do. That stuff was good. So uh, maybe they'll bring a little bit of that tonight. Let's close in a word of prayer. Bus workers, go get somebody a drink of water. Amen. Amen. Let's bow together and pray. Our Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, for just settling us down this morning and reminding us that, God, we have been to the well, to the fountain that never shall run dry. And help us, Lord, to be a blessing to somebody else and an encouragement. And, Lord, I pray that, Father, when we get thirsty, God, may we get in the right place, get a drink from another world, and, God, may we be revived and refreshed and serve you. Bless our church staff, help each one of us to be a good drink of water for somebody that needs it. God, I pray, give us a good day in fellowship and a good time of the Lord. And help us tonight, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen.